tonight on the How To Hobby Podcast. We dive into the art of communication in our soft tools series. This is episode 52 of our podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to us throughout the last 51 episodes, we want to thank you for all of your time and for being willing to invest in what we're doing here on the How To Hobby Podcast. Thanks again for listening and be sure to follow us wherever you digest your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power. This is episode 52 of the pod. Sean and I diving into another tools episode. We're so excited to share share this one with you. This is going to be diving into more... Uh, a different angle regarding soft tools. So this is not exactly a physical tool that you use, but it's something that you use every single day. We think it's very important. We're calling it the art of communication tonight. Sean, welcome to the platform. How's it going? It is going good. It's going good. We've had more rain out here, but we should be having some sun coming soon. Um, I've got my book, my trip booked to go to Montana. So I'm doing that in a couple of weeks. I'm excited for that. Uh, Grabbed a beer and some dinner with a mutual friend of ours last night. And it was just really, really good to to sit and hang out with her and talk about life and work and and everything in between. So I'm I'm just good. I'm feeling good today. I had a great dinner, too. I have to Mm. I have to talk about it. Try tip. Mm. Try tip potatoes in the oven and steamed broccoli like it was such a good dinner oh you can't even sleep on the try (laughs) the try tip wow beautiful well i'm i'm so happy things are moving along so well i mean this is this is beautiful when's the montana trip uh march 16 through 20 so thursday to monday uh i fly out early early thursday morning I'm going to a convention out there in Missoula. So the convention's Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday. And then I decided to stay two extra days and come home late Monday so that I can experience Missoula, experience cold weather. It's been in the 20s uh, most of the time. I think the high today was 38. Uh, it's been getting some snow there, too. So uh, I'm really excited. Wow. Beautiful. I mean, that's uh, what. So it's a conference about what wildlife, game, hunting. Yeah. So it's the the BHA Backcountry Hunters and Anglers are doing their annual North American Rendezvous, which is the, the anglers. big big. No, that's a party. <laughs> the big annual convention where they they bring people to talk about um, uh, conservation of animals and lands, hunting tips and tricks. You get to meet companies and they're selling gear and um thursday night there's a dinner and then all day friday it's the convention and then friday night i think there's uh dinner as well saturday all day convention and then a big bonfire saturday night where everyone's going to be going and they're going to have drinks and i'm hoping some marshmallows and some weenies and we're going to just sit out there yeah bunch Bunch of tri-tip and uh there's actually going to be a couple of chefs cooking wild game so we're gonna be. I'm gonna be eating that, which is gonna be really cool. Um, just overall, I'm I'm excited. This is something that I will be touching on more later tonight. This event because it has really ties in well to our our topic of communication tonight and the ways in which I'm going to be pushing myself. So I'm, we're going to talk about it again. Um, but just gotta say before we get started, I'm so excited to be traveling and getting out of California. Thank goodness, man. Get out of Cali, man. It is between the rain and the and the mudslides and the high inflation rate. It's just about the the death of everybody, isn't it? It's rough. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even. I mean, again, <laughs> I love to doom and gloom on on California just because <clears throat> mm-hmm. now I'm out of there. But I mean, it's great. I mean, who who doesn't like San Diego? When I get back there, it's wonderful. So, and I got to see you and. Uh, spend time with with family so it's it's great and i'll be back there numerous times this year of course yep um well that's good i have a trip upcoming this this coming weekend as well 
So, uh, or well, yours is the weekend after. I'm going to the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival. Super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it all goes down. I got knee pads this time. I'm ready. I'm ready for for carnage. I'm ready to put down some miles. We'll see how many I I, I knock out this weekend. It's always fun to see how many you end up riding. So I'm really getting ready to push myself, getting in that mindset. And uh, hopefully it all goes down without a hitch. Can talk to some people, hype up the podcast, and maybe even get a potential interview. You never know when somebody's going to yeah. be willing to talk about their passion. So you be on the hunt with these these wranglers and anglers, and I'll be on the hunt with these mountain bikers, and we'll see if anything sticks. Maybe Deal. they'll... Maybe they'll be interested in coming on. And if you're interested, listeners, in potentially coming on the podcast or sharing a story or anything, please feel free to reach out to us at our Gmail account. That is howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. It's a direct link to Sean's inner ear, the comms, and uh, Cloud Bennett is what I like to call it. Uh, We got a website as well howtohobbypodcast.com and honestly that I'm so excited about the podcast website because we're I've got plans I'm actually starting to really dive in to understand I, I'm, I'm acquiring gear right now listeners to be able to do more blog slash gear lists you know real in your face content on the website so stay tuned for that uh, and thanks for Thanks for, you know, continuing to watch that that area. But again, we do want to hear from you. So the Gmail is a great way to do that. You can log into the website and get get to us directly from there as well. Uh, we have a Twitter and Instagram. That's at HowToHobbyPodcast. And Sean and I are just thrilled that you're listening tonight. So wherever you're listening, we, we want to thank you first and foremost. You are the reason and and what keeps the lights on here at, at the Cloud Bennett and and power casa so thanks for listening and wherever you are please if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you digest your podcast content and give us a, a follow or thumbs up we'd appreciate it it's it's all part of the game here and we're trying to grow and grow with you guys as we expand into 2023 we're all pushing we're all trying to understand how to do life better so we're hopeful hopeful that this is content that you're really getting value out of, and we want to push that every single week. You can catch our new episode every single Friday. So that's when it pops on your, your local podcasting app, and you better believe it's every single Friday. We don't mess around here. We are consistent and diligent, Sean and I. So tonight, the art of communication, this is our soft skill tool chest video or uh, podcast feels like a video because I'm just I'm looking at this man right in front of me. He's so good looking. Uh, but we're gonna start off like we did last week with the keys to success. We're just gonna jump right in. We have between the two of us, we've got almost uh, we've got a lot of years between us. Uh, well over fifty years of understanding knowledge. It's Oh shoot! You know what I'm realizing? We're we're at sixty years between the two of us. So that's oh, crazy. Oh, we are. We are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's great. So we have a lot of lot of experience to share. Sean and I originally met in our old our college Tau Beta Pi group. So this is we're gonna bring it back, uh, and that was something. That's actually where we connected at first. Then we became buddies at work. We both got the same job. We were classmates. We were on the same board. He was the president. I was the treasurer. We were handling business. And now we're now we're at the podcast communicating every single week. Takes practice. Takes diligence. And uh, so we're going to walk you through some of our keys to success. Sean, what what are some of the things that you think bring you bring to the table and, and can share with the listeners tonight? Yeah. So communication is something that I've grown to be really passionate about in probably the last almost 10 years uh, since kind of halfway through college 
and then, you know, really into our careers and the podcast and everything is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, and we'll get into some of the more ex- examples of, of why it's so important to me, but mm. like communication is not something that is easy for everybody. Some people, it comes naturally. It is your thing. You love getting up in front of people. You can go and meet, you can mingle, you can do all that stuff. I'm not one of those people. I had to work for years to get the confidence and the skill sets to be able to stand in front of a room of people and feel comfortable doing it. Um, But there are a couple of things that you need to keep in mind when you start going, I want to improve my communication. I want to work on this in any aspect, whatever it may be. I want to get better at this. If you are somebody who struggles with communication, the first step to going I need to work on this is you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone, which is admittedly one of the scariest things that you can do with someone who is afraid of mass communication. Uh, but it's, it's true. Um, it's something that you can do a little bit, little bit at a time and it stacks. And I promise you, because I went from me to where I just start talking to a couple of people. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, I am talking in front of hundreds of people comfortably, confidently selling myself, selling my product and and being able to do that. And it took a lot of work and a lot of effort, but I just had to recognize at first, I need to be willing to step out of my comfort zone. I know this is going to be scary. I can work on it. I can figure this out. Once you build that confidence, it leads you into having the strong mindset of being ready to tackle this. You're willing to step out of your comfort zone and now you have the mindset and now you can actually start the process. So I think, John, you had a couple of things you wanted to touch on with mindset and how important it is for communication. Yeah, I mean, I think before we move on to some of the the more interesting bits, I mean, I just want a second on the, on the willing to step out. I mean, this is something that's difficult, but you got to build that tenacity in your mind to be willing to do something that is uncomfortable. And communication is one of the one of those soft skills slash tools that is so essential that you really can you can't do it any other way. And so starting off again, we're starting off. It's we're not pulling any punches here tonight, but you're gonna get uncomfortable, listeners. This is something where it's difficult at first, as Sean laid out, but over time and with effort and consistency you're going to be able to step out and do it more and more efficiently without feeling that tug at the back of your mind or and or tongue or you know butterflies in your stomach and you might even grow to enjoy it uh significantly as as a form of release and and just being able to form thoughts and communicate them well is very exciting so as far as growing that mindset yeah i think there's two things and, and two ways that I want to look. And Sean and I talked about this. There's There are two major forms for communicating tonight. Um, or, well, tonight and in today's world. We have the electronic means and then we have the in-person. And then there's this kind of mid, middle ground. But in most cases, it's going to be electronic and in-person. And in both, listeners, you need to be intentional. So this is important to understand because you're going to fail in both if you do not understand the intentionality behind the communication that you're trying to do. So when it comes to electronics, yeah, everybody seems to think it's so easy, but then you get ghosted by the same people all the time. And you wonder what is going on? Is it me? Do I smell? Well, you know, you don't smell. And you know you don't have anything stuck in your teeth because you're literally sending an electronic message, text message, and they're still not responding. So it's very different than in person. Whereas in person, if you kind of smell and you don't have great hygiene, there may be a tendency for people to avoid you. I mean, this is like going back to high school. Uh, but with electronics, there's just no excuse. So you got to be intentional, listeners. With the electronic, especially, Sean, which one for you is more difficult, electronic or in-person communication today? 
electronic today right now electronic is 100 the most difficult for me especially when it because i'm at a point in my life where i'm trying to use electronic communication to get my next job so it, there's a lot more writing on it than i'm just trying to make a friend or go on a date you know it's there's my career in the line and so electronic is where i'm i struggle the most i've recognized that i'm taking steps to fix it but yeah in person i'm pretty pretty good electronic not so much. Yeah. And I think I tend to align with that as well. I am getting better with electronic. I think there's some keys to uh, working on the electronic and I'll, I'll share them tonight. I think one, using the phone for what it what it can do, not just texting, but actually picking up the phone and making a call. I remember in high school when I originally got a phone and it was like magical that I could have a phone on the go that I could mm-hmm. actually communicate with my friends, family immediately. And to me, that never has left. I, I think there's still a sense of wonder when it, when I look at the device, said device, and think about what it can do. One of my favorite things to date is still the fact that you can call anybody around the world. Uh, don't sleep on that, listeners. This is this is great tech, and we all go to tech, you know, texting. But or Twitter, Instagram for that kind of dopamine related hit. But there's still something to the tried and true phone communication via phone call. So that kind of leads into my next mindset tool that I use personally. And that's kind of a two stepper, which is push and plan is what I call it. The PP, P squared. Um, You got to be willing to push to get good communication. You're pushing yourself, you're pushing others. And it's and it's a because again, you're not your relationships aren't going to flourish if you don't intentionally tag up, if you don't intentionally take time to push and plan. Because plans don't make themselves, listeners, and I think we can all agree with that. You have to be the one, there's always an initiator. Now, it could be you or it could be the other person, your your other friend. But if you're going to sit there waiting for other people to initiate, why don't you just start being the initiator? Anybody can do it. And I've seen this with introverts, extroverts. It doesn't matter. Your, I would argue, Sean, and I'd like to know your your thoughts on this. I would argue that it actually doesn't matter whether you're introvert or extrovert. Either type can be an intentional person pusher and 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 initiate plans do you agree i absolutely agree and i i spent a lot of my life kind of i'm i'm i don't even know how to say it i've kind of given up on the introvert versus extrovert battle i feel like it is just a way for (laughs) us to label ourselves and like say oh i don't have to do something because oh i'm an introvert so it's kind of like an excuse you know of I don't have to go talk to that person because I'm an introvert. It's not what I do. It's not who I am. And I think that it's become a a scapegoat for a lot of people to just say one way or the other, I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert, so I don't have to do certain things. And as an introvert, you have to push yourself to get more comfortable being around people and communicating. And as an extrovert, you also have to get much more comfortable being willing to stop talking and let others talk and listen and let them push and work with them. So there's that Hmm. that back and forth where you have to you have to be an introvert and an extrovert. And that's why I don't really like them. I think it it just splits society too much. I think the the skilled communicator is somebody who can do the pros and, you know, take the pros of introvert and the pros of extrovert and combine them together. I think that is somebody who will really, truly become comfortable communicating with different people as somebody who who gets to live in both worlds. I agree. And, and being a married man, Sean, let me tell you, uh, nine times out of 10, you're going to find yourself with somebody who is not the same as you. <laughs> um, and I <laughs> I would, uh, you know, yeah, so maybe it's like a, I'm sure maybe there's a 0.01% where you come up with a pretty close match. But mm-hmm. again, this is, even then, everyone is unique in this world. Everybody has a different way of looking at the world. And it's based on your upbringing, your environment that you were brought up in. Yep. 
And additionally, of course, that you are a different person. You are unique. And I say this all the time to my wife. Thank God that we are not the same person. That would be a nightmare. If I was just looking in the mirror, it's already hard enough to interact with somebody that's different and have them say, you're a jerk or this, Mm -hmm. you know, right here, you're not being a very nice communicator. But to imagine just completely having that constantly with myself, that would be a nightmare. So yeah, this is, this is very important. And I think the planning aspect for me has been huge because I was a Navy kid and I moved a lot. So if I didn't intentionally choose people and choose communication, I would have never had high school friends to date. Like they just wouldn't exist Mm -hmm. because all my friends were on the East coast and I moved to the West coast. So that, you know, hopefully we can encourage you listeners in the midst of your communication troubles or woes. And if you have them and feel like you want to share, please reach out. We are willing to talk. And I have a, uh, plenty of things that have happened in my life. I'm sure Sean does as well. And we're willing to hear them. Now, Sean, I think there's something before we move on to, you know, our actual physical tool or well, not physical, the, the tools we're utilizing today to grow our communication. I think it's clear that we have something going on in society today, right? That yes. we're forgetting how to actual communicate, to communicate in person. Be- yeah. And I, you know, I want to talk about this just briefly, but first and foremost, I mean, there's great things happening in the world, listeners. And, and Sean, I think as engineers, we can agree on this, that for instance, I'm not going to lie. The app interface growth for chain restaurants is, oof, I love it. <laughs> it's the, the fact that you can now order to go ahead of time, save time. And, and, you know, get a Starbucks coffee, additionally, get free money. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not even talking finances tonight, listeners, but like, this is, there's so many great things going on. I mean, between Chipotle and it's like, pick your favorite. I mean, everybody has an app these days. So it's really like, which one, which business do you want to really get engaged with and kind of like grow that loyalty? It's, I'm pretty impressed today how seamless it is. Now, again, that's a pro and a con at the same time. Yep. Not being able to, I think I'm more, actually I get more hyped up about getting rewards versus <laughs> saving the time. Like yeah. I would still rather just go in and I kind of crave that more intentional. I, I am actually more extroverted listeners, believe it or not. And I will go to a coffee shop a local coffee shop just to get that like bustle and rush mm-hmm. on a Saturday because it's, there's something to it for me. Um, Sean, I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah. I, I, I think that what I want to avoid and I want to make sure the listeners understand that we're not going to stand here or sit here as we're currently sitting <laughs> and tell you that electronic versus in-person communication that one is better than the other. I think each of them have their own unique pros and cons. I think that the key here, and it's something I hear a lot with a lot of people I listen to public speakers, they always dog on electronic communication, the way that the society is going and everything. It's like, I get it, but each of them has their niche. So the key for me is to be able to know the difference in how you communicate in both platforms. Electronically and in person are very, very different ways to communicate. The pace is different. The expectation is different. The ability to have uh, nonverbal communication with in person versus not having that and have to be more clear with what you're saying on electronic communication. So I think that the key And just respond. (laughs) and, And just respond, you know? I think that the key is to not think that one is better or worse than the other, but understand that you're going to have to implement different techniques in each world. And I would imagine that people who are younger today coming up are a lot more skilled in the electronic side of communication and a lot more lacking in the in-person. And then on the flip side, I feel like people who are you know, older who didn't grow up with cell, cell phones and social media are pretty good at the in-person and really, really lack in the electronic communication. I see it trying to 
email my grandparents and just just the the lack of understanding of what this means to communicate through email or through text or whatever it is. Um, so the key here, another key to success here is just know that they're different. Don't think that one is better or worse than the other. Just know they're different and know you're going to have to implement different techniques. Does that, does that make sense to you, John? Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. This is, I mean, I'm still trying to understand the techniques regarding well, both, because you're always growing. And mm -hmm. I like that you kind of put that at the beginning. You're always growing. And you're in person, you're growing. It, you know, in my world, I call it sanctification. Um, that's my, my Christian roots coming out. But it's a continual push for continued growth. And with the electronic, that is the one I'm struggling with. But I, mm -hmm. I do think there is ways and keys that are very starkly different than the in-person. So I agree with you. And I think um, hopefully we'll be able to highlight some of those tonight as we move into our actual tools in the tool belt for communicating. And, and by that, listeners, these are things that we're doing actively right now that we think and feel are growing our communication, whether it be electronic or in person. And we'll keep going throughout the evening. We'll keep kind of going back. Is this an in-person or a electronic technique? And we'll try to delineate that for you to be a little bit more clear. Uh, but these were our keys to success. If you feel like we missed something just jarringly, please send us some feedback. But we're going to move on to our tool belt here, our communication tool belt. We got some favorite tools right now, here and now. Sean, what what do you what do you got in the tool belt? Yeah, I've got a couple that are current favorites and favorites that have never let me down. And so they've always Oof. been on my current favorites because it's just always worked for me. Right now, one of the things that I started realizing to really keep pushing my in-person communication. Because like you said, there's always room to grow. It's also a skill set that's pretty easy to lose if you don't continue working your brain and practicing with it. And so I started recognizing that I needed to continue working on my communication. It's been a while since I've got up and talked in front of people. And that is really one of the big motivators that actually pushed me to jump into this trail guide class that we're taking or that I'm, I'm taking for Mission Trails here in San Diego. And the key for me and the, the tool that I'm going to use as an example here or use the trail guide class as an example for this tool is sometimes it's important to pick people that, or to practice your communication with people you don't know. And this is something that I struggled with uh, when I was in school is that I felt when I would get up in front of my peers that there was some judgment going on because I knew these people, I had been with them, you know, they weren't really friends, they weren't really family, they were just people that I knew in passing. And I kind of struggled with being comfortable of getting up and saying, I'm going to talk to you about this today, because I kind of felt like there was some judgment, whether it was real or not, that was just what I was telling myself. And so this trail guide class that I'm taking, the cool part is I don't know anybody in the class. All of these people are complete strangers to me. So if I get up in front of the class and I make a fool of myself, super cool. These people have no idea who I am before that. So all they're seeing is this guy who was experimenting, having fun, playing around. You know, I just did a presentation in front of 35, almost 40 people last week. And I had fun with it. I laughed. I wrote jokes. Like I did this, you know, kind of corny yeah, thing. And it was, a lot. It was awesome. But, great. you know, for me, it was like my, my, current tool is let me find some people I don't know and let me experiment with them. Let me try some new things. Let me get comfortable talking with people that are really interested in what I have to say. And so that is a big recommendation for me. If you're struggling in school or at work to feel comfortable getting up in front of your peers because you feel like, oh, I don't know. I feel judged. Go find a group that you're, you don't know anybody in, whether it's a trail guide class or it is a i don't know there's got to be more i'm in the trail guide class that's all i can think about right now but you know there's there's other groups that you can get involved in with people you don't know even if it's at your company it's a group outside of what who you normally work with boom you now have new people to 
practice with. So that's yeah. my recommendation and my current favorite tool. Find a group of people you don't know and practice your communication with them. So you get away from that, oh, I feel judged space. Did you ever experience that, John, where you kind of struggle talking in front of people that you were in class with or friends with? Or do you find that it was a little easier for you? I think I always felt like it was easier for me. But again, that kind of comes down to some of my background in performance and mm -hmm. and what I did in middle to middle school to early college, man, I really think it pushed me. Cause at first, I mean, when I go back to those days, oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So I guess I did, um, just like everybody. Mm -hmm. And then I implemented some tools that directly enhanced my confidence level. Uh, I think also you just grow physically and mentally a lot in high school. So yep. yeah, initially, I mean, I was, I was a wreck. I didn't have a lot of confidence in my speaking and really my academics and really, I mean, just overall, I didn't feel that great about what I was doing, but, uh, over time, you know, I really, I pursued it and, and that, that's always been something that I think has been one of my keys to success and everything is I pursue it. And I keep banging my head against the, or putting my nose to the grindstone. And I mean, I, I met people when I was in community college, I was really bad at physics to start out. And I would meet people because I'd be on the boards. I'd go and be studying for four or five hours a, a day. Cause that's what it took for me to really understand and grow in, in my academics. And it'd be fun. Cause I'd meet people, you know, you're just like one person in a big, open room with a bunch of whiteboards and people would be like, I always see you here. I'm like, yeah, how you doing? And I met a couple friends just from those situations. So yeah, I think that's always been a consistent tool for me. That's been great. Um, my all time or well, my current favorite to this day is still the phone as far as tools. Uh, because I think it just forces me now today I've, I've been utilizing the reminders app as my tool to continue to push my communication forward. Mm -hmm. yep. So where I'm at in my life, I'm very busy between work and being dedicated at work, but then two being dedicated at home with the family and my wife and the communication that we have. So to have any additional bandwidth for communication with others, I really need to plan out and use this app to say, oh, I'm going to contact this person on this day. I mean, it's literally that specific. Like, it's funny. I, I have the same thing. I have the Google Task app. I have a, a rotating one Mondays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. It tells me to engage a friend because, I again, I was struggling to try and keep those friendships going in the communication because it's key to keep creating that plan and sticking to it. And so I did the same thing. Google, every Monday and Thursday, I get an alert on my phone, engage a friend. And it doesn't have to be any particular person. It's just let me reach out to a friend and try and increase that communication. So it's, that has really helped me too. I like the reminders. Yeah, it's great. Again, little piece of technology that's co continued to grow. Like the phone is so diverse because there's so many different tools you can utilize and it's it's constantly growing. So, you know, it's it's because of AI and where we're going with technology, you immediately get new apps and updates all the time. So, yeah, like as the iOS has grown, I've used certain features to really enhance and understand. And that Reminders app is gold. So, yeah, if you haven't dove into that, listeners, definitely do it. And that leads great, Sean, into the regular tag ups, which is another one of my tools that I utilize professionally and non-professionally uh regular tag ups when you're talking about designing something whether it be uh something less intense like a friendship you're i mean you're really creating something when you're trying to cultivate a friendship mm -hmm. let's not forget that at the end of the day you're framing up a the the drywall and 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 you're you're tacking in the the your hardware to to build up the structure of what could be or may not be a good friendship. So hopefully, you know, we're building good framework on a solid foundation of trust and love and respect for those around us. I mean, again, we we can't do a communication episode 
without at least talking about the foundation is very important. So it's, yeah, I mean, we can give you tools for communication, but you cannot forget that love and respect and mutual uh, enjoyment is a very important part of this communication. Sean and I enjoy talking, so we talk. Uh, You know, you want to find people that bring out that joy side of you that you just click with. I mean, that again, if you're struggling, you know, this is kind of like just off the cuff here. If you're struggling to find friends and feel like you are not communicating well with people, don't give up because you never know around the corner when a new relationship may form and it can come in any shape or size as far as you know whether it's a more of like a camaraderie friendship whether it's a a love relationship you just never know so again i just want to encourage you guys um these things are always happening don't be down the dumps about it and i find that whenever i'm i'm down out about my communication or friends or these things that are more personal all of a sudden somebody pops up and I'm like, wow, that was, that was amazing. And it could be organic. It could be out. It could be at work. So yeah, I think find those people and, and try and hone in when those opportunities happen, whether it be organically or professionally, or like in your regular routine, really capitalize on that. Try and then build up the framework of a friendship. Because you could do nothing, you could be unintentional, and it and it goes away. And that is the sad part of communication and why it's an important skill, why we think this is an amazing tool. It's starting to get fired up, Sean. This is, whoo, watch out. Watch out. Be careful. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. The intentionality, we talked about it in the keys to success. It's impre- incre- incredibly important here with the planning, the regular tag-ups. You have to want to succeed at this you have to want you have to be willing to put in the work i went to dinner last night with a mutual friend of ours nika and another friend of ours amanda that i was at my last company the three of us worked together we spent hours and hours and hours together and i'll admit when i quit i kind of haven't done a very good job of keeping in touch with them but then randomly one of them decides to reach out and say hey we're grabbing dinner you guys are going. Sean gets to pick where we're going. We're meeting at seven o'clock. And it was very much like, oh, okay, okay, I can do this. And I started getting excited. And then I planned, okay, we're going to go here for dinner at seven. And then Amanda texts and goes, hey, uh, I'm actually available early. Is anyone free to grab a drink or something? Now, I had just, you know, started a new TV show. I wasn't really feeling into it. I was like, oh, man, I wasn't planning a meeting for another hour. I was like, you know what? No. I'm going to go. I'm going to make this intentional about this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. I really just want to sit here and watch TV, but I'm going to go. That hour and five minutes drinking the beer before we decided to get dinner was some of the best conversations that she and I have ever had. It was just so heartfelt and so caring, and we built our relationship, and it was absolutely amazing. And you know, on my drive home, I kept thinking, I'm so glad that I decided to do something that I was like, ugh. I know this is what I should be doing, but I don't really want to. And I pushed through it and I'm so glad that I did it. So it is Mm. super important to have the planning, the regular tag ups, but also being willing to say, okay, I may not want to do this right now, but I know it's important. I know I need to do it. Let's just do it. Wow. That's so huge, Sean. I think that is something we we haven't said yet tonight. I mean, there's so much to talk about, but That is such an important part. We all feel that way. I know I do. Um, When it's during the week, you're run down from work. You never want, whether it's physically working yourself, you know, doing like something taxing or mentally, which is communication. It's a mental stimulation that's like Mm -hmm. exercise. You naturally don't want to do it after you've already spent nine, 10 hours grinding away where whatever you're doing during the day. I, that is so human of us to, and I'm glad we're we're bringing this up. Thanks for bringing that up. And I think whenever I do push to 
engage even if I don't want to. I push myself to get out the door or put the shoes on. I always feel way more joyful, mm-hmm. way more content with what I have in life. And and again, I think it's the beauty of interacting and what this show is all about, really. Interacting with the things that we have at our disposal in a more meaningful way. That's, you know, spending time with people, spending time with the technology that we love, the hobbies that we love, and ultimately getting some growth, joy, and contentment out of those experiences every single week. And I'm so glad you had a, such a great time last night. I mean, that's, that's or over the weekend, because that is just so, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. And I had one last week too, where a guy came over and he told me, he's like, man, we, we had a little fire in the backyard. It was a weeknight. And I, I got the fire going. It was, it's still cold out here. So thought it'd be great. And he, he told me, he's like, man, I was so close to not going, but I'm so glad I did. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so glad you came too. Even if it's just one person, cause it was supposed to be like more of a group thing. And you know, it was kind of looking like yep. maybe not too many people are going to come, but it was just, it ended up being one-on-one and was an amazing time. And you know, there, there, I, even from my end where I'm hosting, it was still like that sense of, Ooh, well, I could have a nice night off. You know, I just want you to know, listeners, we all have these tendencies to feel this way. So great job, Sean. Let's talk about our, uh, things we're doing and objectives we're currently pursuing regarding our communication. Yeah. So I, have you ever heard of an organization called the Toastmasters. <laughs> have you? I have. Okay. Yes. Okay. You have. Now, I, to the listeners, you may not know about it. This is something that I am currently working on trying to get involved with. Uh, Toastmasters is an organization in the US. I don't know if they have worldwide chapters. So if anyone's listening from other countries, you'll have to honestly write us in and let us know if they have this. But I know that in the US, they have something called Toastmasters which is a nonprofit educational organization that teaches public speaking and leadership skills through a worldwide network of clubs. So it does sound like they might have no, uh, no worldwide network. So um, it's this really cool organization that is you have a, a membership, you pay every six months, um, but you get access to learning events and educational classes on how to be more comfortable with public speaking, how to be more comfortable in yourself, be more confident, exude confidence. Imagine like the people who are getting up to do TED Talks. Like this, that is the level of confidence that we're talking about here, of being willing to get on a stage in front of a thousand people and know that they're filming it and know that's going to go to millions around the world. Like having that level of confidence, that's what Toastmasters really pushes you towards and just other professional business skills too. This is something that I want to get more involved in because public speaking is something that I enjoy so much and I want to take it to the next level. I through college Mm. kind of hit this phase where I decided that I really wanted to push myself to get comfortable talking in front of people. And so I just started doing it all the time as often as I could. If an organization, you know, like ASME or Tabula Pi had, hey, we're looking for someone to go talk to a bunch of teachers. Boom, I'll go. I'll go talk in front of a class. I'll go try and recruit. And I just kept volunteering over and over and over to do those things. And that was how I built tools such as what I consider the that's a great question philosophy, which is the philosophy of when someone asks you a question, we have a tendency to just try and jump around and answer it as quick as we can because we think they want us to answer quick, especially when you're in front of a crowd and you're taking questions and someone asks you something. My phrase in college was that's a great question. And the reason I did that is it would give me about two to three seconds to process what they had said, take a beat, figure out what I want to say, and then say it. And you don't need mm. a whole lot of time. It's just that that's a great question. I used to say it all the time. I drove Kate up a wall. I didn't realize it till after college that I said it as much as I did. But that was my thing. I, and I was able to just whip answers out of nowhere and you know, feel more confident. And people were impressed because I was able to take a second think about what I want to say, and then do it. Those kinds of skills are what getting involved in Toastmasters will do, but it takes it to another level. So that's my current objective is to get to a level in public speaking where I can manage the butterflies a little bit better, even though 
for the trail guide class, I was excited to present in front of 40 people. I still sat there and felt my face flush. I felt the butterflies. I felt that nervousness. And I was able to push through it and get up and still talk. But what I want to do is work on honing that skill and honing that tool of feeling that confidence going into public speaking. So that's that's where I'm starting to focus myself on right now. Gosh, man, I love it. That is, woo, Sean is hot tonight, listeners. I hope you're, I hope you're, I remember Sean in college because we were in the same organization, as I mentioned, Tau Beta Pi, and he interviewed me for, did I have to do an interview for membership? I believe I did, yeah. And I remember sitting across from you and it was you and Sarah and uh, was it Rachel? Um, there was, it was probably there, Neil. Neil was there. Um, and then there was another, another, probably Kelly. It was probably it me, was, Sarah and Kelly. That's, it was you, Sarah and Kelly. And, and you guys were on the board kind of interviewing me. They caught you call them, I think interview week or something for all the new applicants. And man, it was great. It was so awesome. And I remember thinking, wow, Sean is a great communicator. There's this thing that he has. And I really, just want to congratulate you and encourage you to encourage you to keep going with that. That's a great question philosophy. Cause I feel that same way as we've continued to communicate in this podcast, you've always been an encourager. And I think we definitely have been able to maintain this level of respect for each other. And that's a great question type of flow throughout all of our content. And I think for, for myself, it's been very uplifting. So hopefully, listeners, it's uplifting for you to hear us talk. But Sean, you're, you are an exceptional communicator. And I, I this Toastmasters idea just makes... I want to get into Toastmasters with you. Like we just need... <laughs> if we were in the same state, we would be going. Uh, because it's hilarious though. My parents, I think, were in Toastmasters for a bit. Because um, my dad is... That's a, cool. Uh, a chaplain, Navy chaplain. So yeah, we're going to link the Toastmasters website in the show notes. If you're interested in maybe checking it out, taking your communication to the next level, it does look like it's international. So there's all sorts of opportunities for you if you really want to. Um, I know, you know, there's also a lot of great additional options to that, like debate teams. And I'm sure improv is another good one if you're interested um, in, in getting out there and being, as Sean alluded to earlier, a complete unknown and having no idea who anybody is, but you're going to need to employ. I mean, the rule of improv, Sean, it's funny is you always say yes. If you say no in improv, you derailed the entire skit because somebody just put out mm-hmm. a sinker, right? Or, or a line and you cut, cut it down in improv. You never cut down. You always move forward. So that's such an, uh, a real aspect of pro communication and keeping the collective moving forward. Um, so my, my actual objective I'm working towards right now in the, in the world of communication is I'm a part of this employee research group, <laughs> research resource group at, uh, at Northrop. And I joined the early career development uh, board. So that's, I'm the member. That's what I'm fulfilling on the, on the board for the group for my branch in Chandler. And I want to continue to push to engage, uh, to, to really, I'm going to be doing, I have plans for a few different once a quarter, I'm going to be doing like a live Q and a slash skills demo for the early based on early career, um, and, and later career, but it's something that we're going to be working towards kind of bridging that gap between more experience and less experience with so many new people coming into the field. And I'll be one of the ones really pushing the concept forward, you know, handling the Q and a and being the one to communicate hopefully in a meaningful way. So it's going to push me. I mean, again, this is, this is an objective listeners that I'm going to be growing in this there. I don't know these people, These are out, you know, most of the people are outside of my network because I work with, (laughs) I don't even know at this point, 2000 people out of this office building, which is just insane. 
Uh, and anybody can come and be a part of this group that I'm with. So it's it's a great opportunity to continue doing what we've already talked about tonight, Sean. And I'm excited to see, you know, what I can do to one push it forward and see, you know, how I grow. Not just that I'm pushing something forward, but how I grow and continue to grow in my communication style, my confidence. I mean, it's already been really cool to see. We did our kickoff event and, you know, HR people are coming out saying hi, they're, they're excited. Uh, you know, you got people walking through, just coming up organically, you're, you're meeting people. So it's all of these things happening in real time and you're having to, you know, your mind is moving back and forth and, and you're trying to do it. And again, in a meaningful way. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, that's my, uh, my current objective Cool. I'm really excited to hear more about how this goes and how it develops. I think getting involved in an organization in a in a group or an organization through your workplace is like the absolute easiest place to start because you're there. It's it's supported. You're you're there. Yeah. You're in the office. You know, it's it's really a great place to be able to meet new people too and meet your HR department and they come through and meet make you know, new acquaintances, make new friends. I think that, you know, a great place to start for people is to see if your company currently has anything like ERG for you. Do they have any groups? Do they have anything where you can get on a board or you might have to make some decisions or talk with people, communicate, look at sales numbers, things like anything. Look to see if your company has those kinds of resources uh, and and try and get involved in those. So I'm really excited to see where this goes for you. And I can't wait to hear more about it. Well, and it's so funny, Sean, because you know what I got the first for the first kickoff? I ended up going and getting Einstein bagels, which was like the Agilis <laughs> MO. Uh-huh. And and I was like, oh, like I had an Einstein account and everything. Cause we at our old job, uh, listeners, we had a rotation going of of snack Friday because we had a small enough force where it made sense. And it was really fun. It was a meaningful way to bless your coworkers every single Friday with a different snack option that was pretty cool now i will say sean man einstein is great but that einstein bagel i I haven't had one like a long Mm -hmm. time at least probably since agilis i got like the bagel gut man it was (laughs) it's it's a lot of carbs i will admit if you haven't had one in a while it's a gut punch uh it's rough it's rough i haven't had one in a while so i know the next time i have one it's going to be interesting uh, I mean, not as bad as the El Grande, but goodness, this was, <laughs> this was like, I was going, wow, it's been a while. I mean that, and I, you, you know, something I do on, we're blessed again to have a, an actual cafeteria on site and I'll go down and get a breakfast burrito. They have these breakfast burritos, man. They make them right on in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's like $4 bomb. If you're an NG employee listening, you go get yourself a breakfast burrito. You deserve it right now. <laughs> You're probably listening on Friday because you're a diligent how-to hobby listener. But um, all kidding aside, Sean, it's it's a gut bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to our all-time favorite tools uh, for growing our communication. We can explain, you know, maybe this takes us back to us as we lads or, you know, various times in our past. Uh, I know I, I, oh man, I'm excited to share mine, but I'll, I'll let you go first, Sean. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll get, I'll get mine out of the way. So <laughs> for me, my favorite tool, uh, has been the art of debate when it oh. comes to communication, because I feel like in today's society, everyone is so quick to argue, right? Especially when you see on social media in the comment sections, everything from YouTube to Instagram, it's so wild how quickly people are willing to get upset and angry and just lose themselves behind a keyboard into trying to start arguments. And I think that the skill of debate has fallen to the wayside for a lot of us right now. And I think that it needs to come back. And I say Mm -hmm. that because... A skillful debate is one in which you are professional and you are stating your facts and you're listening to the other person state theirs. That's the key. You're listening to the other person. So when I was at San Diego State, 
we had to take a calm one-on-one communications one-on-one class. So it was basically oh, yeah. int- intro to public speaking. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I did that and I enjoyed it and I did well enough that when I went to my next year in school, the professor of Calm 101 actually reached out to me and said, hey, I'm going to suggest you to this group for the the speak uh, college debates, speech and debate team. I recommend you go. I'm sending your info to them, and I recommend you go to their open night when they send it to you. So I got an email going to the speech and debate, did their whole intro open night, signed up, and actually took a full semester of college level speech and debate and it was i would say the defining moment of what allowed me to cross over into the actually enjoying communication because it was so much about putting you on the spot i would do the impromptu speeches so you'd stand in front of a room you get a piece of paper with three prompts on it you have to pick one of the prompts and you have 90 seconds to prepare a three minute or three or five minute uh speech and it had to be structured. <clears throat> so there's intro, a middle, an end. You had to hit a certain number of points on your subject. So oh, yeah. it was it was wild. I competed up in Northern California and Southern California doing this at different universities. And then I was I did a few actual debates. And those are the ones where you show up, they you have a partner, they give you a subject, and then you get two hours to prep, and then you have to show up and it was an hour-long debate, and you had to be pro or for whatever the content happened to be and that was one of those things that really taught me the power of debate and the power of doing the research knowing what you believe in telling somebody what you believe in in a thoughtful thought provoking manner in which it's heartfelt you're not trying to you know get aggressive or you know kind of like shock factor you're just trying to have an intelligent conversation and then when it's their turn you are listening to them because the intention of the debate is when they respond you have to be able to answer their response so you have to be paying attention thinking about it thinking through their answer and to me i think that intelligent debate is lost right now in society and Mm. that it's an incredibly important tool and what i consider my all-time favorite tool for communication because I do it all the time and I love it. I love debating with people doing it because I love pushing my mind and changing my beliefs. So many debates I've had where I've left it going, oh, I I think I kind of see what they're saying. I think I might have changed some of my opinions. It's wild how many times I've done that, leaving these communications, these conversations. So I recommend if you can, Try and join your if you're in college, join a speech and debate team. If you're out of college, find something like Toastmasters or any other debate platforms. I know there are debate clubs that you can join that can give you this ability to practice and do this. Um, yeah, so for me, skillful debate, intentional debate is a tool that I think everyone needs to have, and I think would solve a lot of our problems in the dividedness, at least in the U.S. right now, the dividedness that we have on both sides of a political aisle. If we could just sit down and have a healthy debate, I think we could solve almost any problem that we have. Oh, man, that's so great, Sean. Thanks for sharing that. I I, I couldn't agree more. I think, wow, uh, debate isn't even happening. It's just yelling matches all over the place because Agreed. you're in your bubble and you haven't stepped out of your comfort zone. You just want to yell and you just want to make somebody feel bad more or less again it's let me trample all over you and your beliefs so i can feel better about what i believe and yep. when has that ever been society or societal behavior it it only started when social media became a thing and i i think this is an art form that is slowly fading away people aren't willing to do it but let me tell you there's no better place to do it than with a nice you know, at a bar and, and maybe even starting a, a a chat with somebody and just asking them questions about what they think and what they feel and trying to be, because I think the skill now is trying to maintain respect for somebody and debate. Yep. So, because a lot of times if you come out too fiery, and this is my problem most of the time is I'll maybe come out too fiery and to set the bar too high. And then it's, got nowhere to go but more intense conversation um whereas i think the art of debate is laying down a line in the sand but still being respectful of the other party 
And I think that's probably what's missing the most is we get so caught up in, again, what we believe in, even in person. Uh, now, it's it, it, inherently, it's not as bad as when you're on social media. It can't be because you, you just naturally respect people. Mm-hmm. But um, what this is telling me, Sean, is we got to debate more. I'm going to have to set, start setting up a, a debate forum between us. Oh, so I think can, it'd be so much fun. <laughs> so we can, act, maybe we'll call it the, uh, it'll be another portion of the podcast. We'll call it the debate, <laughs> uh, Sean, John debate side of it. But uh, no, thanks for sharing. I actually didn't know that you were, I, I think it's one point you had mentioned the done debate, but I didn't know it meant that much to you. So, but it explains a lot. You're uh you're definitely a very intentional communicator. So for myself, listeners, uh, my all all time favorite tool, my background was theater and performance. So I kind of hinted at it earlier. I spent um a lot of my early years being just an extreme kid, everything sports related, skateboarding, um, being outside. And then I made a transition, a very sharp turn into the world of performance and theater. That was, eh, man, it must have been early middle school or late middle school when I decided to do that. <clears throat> and I'd already been skateboarding pretty intensely, like heavily, uh, very involved for six years. And I decided to start my nickname in, in when I got into performance was actually Skater. Uh, so, I mean, clearly I came in with, you know, I got the, the carabiner on the really tight jeans, the I'm skin and bones. Cause I'm skateboarding and doing sports all the time. Had not a meat, uh, no meat on my, on my body. Um, and it, it was, it was definitely hard to come in initially and make inroads with a crowd of people that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like I was a skateboarder and they were theater kids and it really pushed me a lot and it's still i'm still grateful today to all those experiences uh, it really formed who i am it gave me a lot of confidence i recommend everybody i think it's one of the best things for you in balance i don't i would never push somebody to just do theater i never push somebody to just do sports i think you should do it all and that's yep. been my view ever since i've done both i was into sports I did a lot with sports, but then I additionally wanted to understand performance and theater, and I did that too. And so, you know, as as you know, Sean and I are both musicians. That pushed me then into the world of growing in my musical bones uh, and backbone and playing, you know, in bars all over San Diego, professionally around the county with, with various percussion groups. And, and even actually meeting my wife. Me and my wife met doing... Les Mis, uh, which is a uh, French show about the French Revolution for those who are so inclined, check it out. Uh, and we did that on Mount Helix. So we met doing that and now we're married. So yeah, I mean, it's it's forever will be a big part of my life and who I am and how I became John Power. Uh, but it's my all-time favorite tool, listeners. So I think theater is something that I... Looking back, I wished I had gotten more involved in in high school. I think I was so involved in orchestra that I didn't really even really think about getting involved in theater. I did improv one time. They had like improv tryouts and I really struggled, to be honest. I I wasn't that quick on my feet back then. And so I kind of would start to lock up and just get, you know, that stage fright type thing. But I think it'd be cool. And the people that I knew who were into theater were always people who impressed me because they could get on stage and perform in front of people. And I mean, I did that with cello, but it was something I'd been working at, you know, since I was seven and here I was in high school thinking, Oh, now I've got to get on stage and actually like try and do this in person. It just scared the bejesus out of me. So, Mm um, you know, and I look at you and I see your confidence. I see, you know, you when we were at Matt's wedding and you were so comfortable just getting out of the dance floor and dancing and having a good time. And I, I can imagine that theater and feeling comfortable in front of people has allowed you the ability to be comfortable in yourself and, and feel that you can do things like that and you can be an extrovert and you can 
you know, communicate well. I think that it's even not knowing you back then, I can see how theater and performance accelerated your ability to feel comfortable in yourself and be an excellent communicator. So if anyone else is interested, I think it's a great path to take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's my all all time favorite tool, but I do appreciate you saying that Sean. And yeah, I think in closing, that's a great way to, to close it out, Sean. I think just, again, we're going to start with, we're going to end with what we started with, which is be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Who cares? Who cares? The worst that can happen is somebody is uncomfortable with what you're doing. But at the end of the day, that doesn't change your mindset. That doesn't change what you're doing. It doesn't change who you are. Being willing to just be confident and get loose. I mean, listeners, you should have seen, I had a blast at at Matt's wedding. The, the wedding that Sean, I mean, it was one of the best nights of my life. One, because I'm a dad and I don't get as many of those moments. So now when I do get them and I have the opportunity, I really seize the moment. And and so that's just a difference in, in I'm, a, I'm in a season of life where I don't get to seize it as often. But man, I'm telling you, there's nothing better than when you can just let go of what everybody thinks, do what you do, and then laugh about it after like thinking about how foolish you probably looked and just going, it was great because there's no doubt if I went and asked my wife right now, she'd be like, Oh my gosh, that was just, you were, you're crazy. What are you doing? And (laughs) so be okay with it. I mean, this is all part of growing, all part of enjoying life. And if we're not joyful, then what are we doing? Come on. Yep, I agree. If we're not enjoying it, if we're not having a good time, what's the point? Like this is this is life is amazing. We gotta That's... take risks and make mistakes and do what we can. And I think that communication is a great place to spend your time increasing your skills. I think that's one of those things that will benefit you in every single aspect of your life if you can increase your skill sets in communication and john and i didn't touch on it much tonight but there's a whole other world of electronic communication and you know i mean if you've got if any listeners out there have some tips and tricks for that or you want us to talk about that do an episode on that let us know please reach out Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys and yeah i just i had so much fun tonight and i always do and uh i just look forward to to what else we come up with you, you never can't say, listeners, it is the ongoing journey with the How To Hobby Boys. We want to thank you for taking the time, wherever you are, to listen with us. We hope you've been filled with joy and, and, and ultimately you've, you've found some value out of this segment, this episode about communication. We're so grateful that you listen and we're grateful for all of our listeners across the world. Thank you. Um, this is from Sean and I. We're enjoying the art of communication today and we hope you can you can enjoy it too look out for our episodes coming out every single friday this has been your favorite how to hobby podcast and you know where to find us at the how to hobby podcast thank you for listening to another episode of the how to hobby podcast We hope you enjoyed what you've heard, and if you did, please don't hesitate to give us a five-star review and or follow us wherever you digest your podcast. We'll catch you next time, and wherever you are, we wish you the best. Thanks for listening.